everybody, and welcome to the Moonshine Jesus Show, brought to you by ProgressiveChristianity.org. Hope that you will follow us on social media and that you'll listen as we're talking and write any questions in the comments section, no matter where you're watching. We have a dedicated section to address any questions that you might have later in the show. And today we are talking about the Batman. I'm here today, oh as God. always, with my good buddy, Mark. How are you doing today, Mark? I am doing great, Caleb. I am very much looking forward to this discussion. I think it's going to be interesting to see where we both end up on this. Oh, yes, me too. Another place I'm <laughs> interested to see where we both ended up is on our drink yes. selection. All right. What do you got? I hear you. Well, I am having a Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. This is uh, it's got a frothy top. It is uh, two parts black coffee, one part bourbon, and then a dash of uh, maple syrup. And I like the breakfast theme, and we'll get mm -hmm. into why I like the breakfast uh -huh. theme, particularly around Bruce Wayne. Seemed like the perfect drink for me. Where did you go with this? Okay, so I went with the enemy in the movie. I went with the Riddler. <laughs> oh nice and uh this is i like the color man i like the it? color yeah it's kind of fun this is a variation on one that i did a few shows ago the joker it's made the same way it's made with jolly rancher infused vodka lime <laughs> juice and club soda and uh i you know i thought about this too late but i was going to put like a a question mark on here a black oh, question that mark been nice. i thought oh, i yeah, should have done that before I mixed the drink. <laughs> it was too right. cold. It's for too the, cold and too yeah. much sweat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, next time. It was a good thought, though. Thank it was a good you. thought. But hey. Thank you. Cheers. Tell cheers. me how your drink was. Yes. Mm. Wow. Is it good? Yeah, it's, it does. It reminds me of breakfast, which is fantastic. Mine reminds me of just sugar. Childhood and just sugar. Say, I'm, <laughs> I'm impressed with the planning that went in to infuse Jolly Ranchers into vodka did you say yeah okay look mark I did you cheat and just microwave it <laughs> <laughs> no i did the whole thing but here's the oh, thing yeah. i i bought whenever i did the joker i bought yeah. the biggest bag of jolly ranchers i could find <laughs> so i've got enough jolly ranchers to infuse vodka probably until i die <laughs> or at least until my kids find my stash and eat it all <laughs> and then it's gonna be on and it's gonna be a really fun night at the house when they're all on the sugar high and then later when they have the crash it's gonna be a nightmare i've been there i'm already i'm already feeling badly for you Just, yeah well you know if they get a sugar high maybe just maybe they'll have as much energy as me so I'm going to put that energy to good use. I can't wait to talk to you, Mark, about the Batman on the other side of the drop. Thank you for tuning in to the Moonshine Jesus Show. Today we're talking about the Batman. The Batman. This this movie is yet another, yet another installment of yet another darker and grittier Batman. Uh, so in in this particular version, uh, the Riddler, a sadistic serial killer, begins murdering key 
political figures in Gotham and Batman in only his second year of being a crime fighter is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. So, Caleb, you and I both have, have seen this twice. We've seen yes. it two different ways. We've watched it in the theater. We've watched it on uh, HBO Max. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully we're reasonably well-versed in this to have this particular discussion. So tell me, Caleb, yeah. what was your, what's your first kind of feeling, your first take on, on, on the movie? And, and, and were they different each time you watched it? Or yep. were they the same? So uh, I love the way that you describe that as another take, an even grittier take, because with each one, you're like, <laughs> how many years? <laughs> like, uh, can Batman get darker? Uh, Batman's pretty dark. Can it get darker? And it's like each director's like, yeah, I'll take your Batman and look at mine. <laughs> right. But I still, I loved it. And so I, I yeah. love Batman. I, I still think that one of the reasons that I had kids is so I could like legitimately keep watching Batman <laughs> cartoons and keep talking about Batman. I love Batman. And so, yeah, it was a different experience though in the theaters. And so this was uh, the first time I went back in the theaters uh, post uh, or in the midst of this COVID, whatever, wherever we are right. in the midst yeah. of it, uh, right. was to see Spider-Man. And that was fun. Yeah. But then I went, this was my first big outing, right? This was a three-hour movie. It was a lot of commitment. That's commitment and there, man. That's commitment. It's commitment. But uh, but it was, um, uh, but I wasn't bored at all. I was engaged the whole right. time. I liked it. How about you? Yeah. What was your experience like? Uh, so the first one, the first time I saw it in the theater, I was still being a little careful. Mm -hmm. I went after the opening. I went on a early, like, I think Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. I saw it in an IMAX, but it wasn't a very crowded theater. Yeah. Um, and I, I, the first time I watched it, I really, I was all into it. I loved mm -hmm. it. Um, I felt like it was unlike any Batman I've ever yeah. seen. Mm -hmm. And I, there was a lot of excitement around that. But I got to tell you, <laughs> the, the second time, time around yeah i ended up with a completely I'll, i would completely yeah. is not fair but i definitely ended up with a different take on it the, you know the, the director yeah. tried to make this more not just darker and grittier but more grounded like right. more realistic like mm -hmm. almost almost hyper realistic yes right and and upon reflection i'm not sure that i want my superheroes to be hyper realistic yeah. i mean um I, I mean, for instance, yeah, Bruce Wayne and mm -hmm. my, my the namesake of my drink, he mm -hmm. is he is he is so he is he's still Batman as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and 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 that Never, does seem yeah. more realistic and more grounded. Like, yeah. why would it be two personalities kind of thing? But it kind of like Bruce Wayne's supposed to. While Batman's the one that wears a yeah. mask, Bruce Wayne is supposed to be Batman's mask. Yeah. Like, Batman's right. who he really is, right. and he wears the mask. Of, but in this one, it didn't really matter. And he was always he Batman. Was, yeah, he, he was always Batman. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't like this Batman. Mm -hmm. And here's one of the reasons. Yeah. I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay. Was there anything that happened in the movie that wouldn't have happened without Batman? Did he arrest anyone? Did he bring in any criminals? No, that's a good point. And uh, he was he was a very different kind of Batman. And I, I love your analysis of that, because uh, one of the things that I, I do love is 
that about you know batman in general is this thought that you were bringing out about uh bruce wayne being the mask of batman i love and batman the animated series in particular that's probably my favorite i think the truest to the comic version with kevin conroy you know we clearly see bruce wayne as the as this mask and we get to we see that that batman is the psyche no I, i i think that you're right that and i think the batman kind of articulates this and this line that we've heard over and over again throughout the Batman franchise that I am vengeance, right? But he's really out there just for his own, uh, his own vengeance. Uh, He's not really trying to make Gotham a better place. He doesn't really care about anybody until, until he, until later in the movie. I mean, for most of the movie, he doesn't care. He just is out there seeking vengeance. I think it's worse. Yeah. It's even worse that he doesn't care. I mean, he's he's basically in this movie. Now, admittedly, it's year two, and they could end up doing something different with it. I don't know, but I really don't like it right now. If it, if anything, it's it's highlighted things for me that I didn't realize I don't like about the Batman character. For instance, mm. in this movie in particular, he is literally punching down. He he is going after petty criminals, mm-hmm. and, and it takes. That's the only crime he's going after. It yep. takes a bad guy to get him to go after corrupt rich folks. I mean, <laughs> think about that. Uh, think about, uh, like, he is literally punching down. <laughs> and, and everybody's scared of him. In the first scene, there's this yep. big, again, uh, right. this is a, never a spoiler-free podcast. Mm-hmm. But in the first scene where he ha- he steps, uh, it's it, it great. It's, filming is amazing. Uh, Directing, uh, the yeah, cinematography right. is right. so mm-hmm. artistic. It is one of the most beautiful films, not just Batman. It's right. dark, beautiful, but it is so like when he comes out of those shadows and he slowly reveals himself. Yeah, uh, and and that's fun contrasted to uh, uh, the Riddler in the shadows, and mm-hmm. he and he stays there, but it's only the flashing lights that brings him out. But in that first scene, he comes out and he has that fight where he punches down on these petty criminals, and the guy that was being attacked looks at him and goes, "Please, please don't, don't hurt me." me. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's like yeah. everybody's scared of him. That's you know? right. Everybody's and, scared and, of him. And, and you're he's right. not going. And it's the common folks who he's not supposed to be like he's supposedly there for the people. But the, the actual reality is he's he's ignoring the rich folks yeah. who are corrupt and destroying the city. And it takes it takes a criminal, a bad guy to force Batman to go do something about the corrupt people in the government and that are ru- running the government. And it's interesting. I mean, it's interesting that the characters name Bruce Wayne as a bad guy too. I mean, as someone who's not oh, yeah. exerting his his power and influence and money to make the world any no. better, uh, Catwoman names it, Selena Kyle names it, and the Riddler names it, and uh, yep. we we see it throughout. And uh, it's like those fan theories, you know, that that you read after the movie, who who say, "Is Riddler really the good guy?" here i mean obviously not the i mean he's certainly not kind of thing but but uh but he's you're right he's bringing out the corruption the extension of it is of that question is riddler really the good guy is Mm -hmm. is there a good guy i'm not sure that there is like we got a superhero movie where there's not really a good guy but we do see some potential for it i want to bring up one more thing i don't like that that, yeah, that has always been true about Batman, but this movie just highlighted it for me, maybe because uh, Bruce Wayne is dark and brooding and doesn't do anything, doesn't really help the world. So, uh, and, and maybe with some current news, that uh-huh. maybe we'll go back and touch on this. Yeah. But 
it reminds me so much of what's going on with Elon Musk right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the, the reports are that Elon Musk went to, to the UN and basically said, hey, look, uh, for $8 billion, uh, trillion, dollars, whatever it was, uh, if you give me a, a full layout, a full business plan of how I could end world poverty, a world hunger one, I don't remember, I'll do it. And then he didn't do it. And instead, he like quadrupled that money and went and bought Twitter. And, and we've <laughs> yeah. got Batman, right? And we've got Batman, who's this crazy, insane guy with endless resources. Mm-hmm. And instead of like turning to the poor and those in need and doing something to make their lives better, what he does is invest in himself so that he can get ra- out of all of his anger and frustration and go beat the crap out of petty criminals. I mean, I don't. Uh, it, it was just so clear in this one compared to any other Batman yeah. that it really made me dislike Batman more than I <laughs> typically would. I was just like, oh, why are we doing this to Batman? I don't know. I mean, was it just me? <laughs> okay, so I, I think I think that's a great point. And Batman is always kind of morally problematic anyway. Absolutely. Uh, and hey, Mark, I want to lift up this comment. Uh, about yeah. your badass glasses in the oh thank <laughs> you I because, appreciate yeah you did get new glasses and I, I my brand that. new glasses I appreciate it yeah. very much I, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm pretty pleased I'm pretty pleased with them uh, yeah. I'm gonna uh, probably probably overwear them <laughs> good as you should as you should <laughs> yeah but uh, so Batman's always been a morally problematic character right. but you're right it's exacerbated in in this. it is because they've made it such a grounded movie yeah. and, and tried to make everything seem so and they do i, I love what that means for gotham gotham mm-hmm. is the, it's the best i oh, i can yeah. feel gotham I, I feel like it's a real yeah. place more yeah. so than ever before i love that, that that that's what it did for the city but what yeah. it did for batman i didn't particularly it, care for i'm with you but we do go it, ahead and I think in terms of the grittiness and the real feeling, I think uh, Colin, uh, Colin Farrell's uh, uh, wow. performance is, you know, not to be under, uh, underrated here. He, yeah. What an incredible performance is the Penguin. And this is certainly the most right. grounded performance of the Penguin that we've seen uh, on film. The last time we saw the Penguin on film was in Batman Returns in 1992. Yeah. And so to see, uh, you know, him really trying to be the crime boss uh, was right. pretty cool. And Colin Farrell is completely unrecognizable. I wouldn't be surprised would if they never. get an Oscar for the for uh, makeup and costume. I, I think there's several things. The, the only yeah. problem is the release cycle of this movie is so mm-hmm. early in the year, and, and movies that release early in the year typically find it to be harder to get the attention of the Academy yeah. at the end yeah. of the year. Fair enough. But they certainly yeah. deserve it on a lot a lot of levels. I love yeah. you talk about Penguin. One of my yeah. favorite, like Penguin doesn't isn't recognized. Not only is Colin Farrell not recognizable, but Penguin basically isn't recognizable right. to all of the Penguins that we think of. Uh-huh. But I love. There's all there's there's this beautiful stuff in the writing and it happens frequently throughout it these little tip of the hats and so when when uh gordon and batman have uh the penguin and and have him cuffed yeah and are questioning him and trying to get stuff out of him and yeah. then all of a sudden realize that they're they got the wrong guy and they need uh-huh. to go elsewhere and they run off without uncuffing him there's this marvelous little moment where this unrecognizable penguin is forced waddle. to waddle like a penguin <laughs> because best. his yeah. legs are cut, yeah. and you're just like, Oh, that was brilliant! It's it's so, yeah, it was just it was very brief, uh-huh. but it was like a little nice tip of the hat. Like, okay, we know you want to see 
uh-huh. penguin. We'll show you. Here it is. So yeah. be- before we wrap this this yeah. segment up, I do want to get back to. I do think that there is this kind of beautiful piece. It's why I was glad to think my drink over breakfast. Yeah. This chance that maybe we're going to get to the uh, the Bruce Wayne that makes this a better. Um, a better show and we get the mask. And, and so we do hear I'm vengeance throughout this. Mm-hmm. And we see that the good and bad matter. Of fact, we don't hear any, anyone call him the Batman, except maybe once I think in the whole show. Um, vengeance. But we get to the, the, the end of the movie, the climactic scene, there's mm-hmm. flooding waters coming in. Uh, and, and this group of bad guys are attacking everybody and Batman's trying to fight them off. And one of them, uh, as Batman's looking at him, one of these bad guys says, I'm vengeance. And you see right. his look on his face. Yeah. His look like, wait a minute. That's the turning point. Yeah. That's that's his turning point. And then we get this imagery. He he yeah. almost immediately jumps into the waters, yeah. goes under, comes up in a baptism type yeah. motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he gets baptized. The city gets baptized. Oh, theological. You're getting theological here. <laughs> almost immediately, yeah. he literally becomes the torchbearer mm-hmm. he likes holding his, yeah holding it yeah. yeah and he's leading the folks out yeah. and they're forming yeah, yeah. a like v behind him and he's going out and we move from both the 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 victim in the early part who said please don't hurt me mm-hmm. to the victim in this part as he's helping her load onto a chopper right. grabbing him and not wanting him to leave her like he is hope for her he's right that and I love that. And then you contrast what happens very next with an earlier scene where we have uh, the two-year-old, the two-year Batman talking about, I've been on the streets at night for two years. Right. By right. the way, everybody in the film talks like this. I don't know why it's necessary. Because <laughs> it's darker. It's grittier. It's you have your Batman. voice gritty too. It's Commissioner Gordon. It's like everybody. <laughs> but anyway, uh-huh. it, he, he's joining uh, Alfred for breakfast inside and he has to put his glasses on because the light's too bright for him mm-hmm. but here after we see him the baptism him being the torchbearer and this young lady grabbing him I, I like her hope and not wanting him to go it's morning and the bright sunlight comes out and we see bruce look up into the sky eyes wide open and so that's my hope it's also the tie-in of my drink which needs to be topped off so I say we go into a break, we come back with fresh drinks That's and nice. uh, talk a little bit more about the political and theological impact of this movie. Welcome back to the Moonshine Jesus Show, where we are talking about the Batman, where we've discovered that everyone kind of talks in a gravelly voice to make it darker <laughs> and grittier. And we are moving into the segment of our show where we are talking about theology and politics in uh, regards to the Batman. And we were just talking about the climactic scene where Batman has a realization that maybe being vengeance isn't the best thing. And he even gives us a monologue to help us realize that he is uh, experiencing a change, a baptism, if you will. 
He says, vengeance won't change the past. Mine or anyone else's, I have to become more. People need help to know there's someone out there for them. The city is angry, scarred like me. Our scars can destroy us even after the physical wounds have healed. But if we survive them, they can transform us. They can give us the power to endure and the strength to fight. And so we have just passed Easter. And so theologically, this was interesting for me, especially as he's sure. talking about scars and transformation. It seems like mm. we've just talked about that in church, about how there are scars mm. and uh, wounds from the cross and transformation. And uh, I'm one... Mark, who uh, doesn't believe in a literal resurrection in any way, but right. believes that the way that Jesus is resurrected in the world is through us, through our actions, the way when we follow sure. Christ, that we are the body of Christ in the world, and and uh, we transform the world through our, our own actions. And so uh, it was interesting to me to hear uh, that Batman's talking about uh, a transformation, letting go of those those wounds, those scars behind us, and and to go right. out into the the world. Did you see any uh, theological uh, points to this film? Well, I, for me, the big one was what I, I talked yeah. about was the baptism. I mean, uh, it, it is a it is a thing that movies love to use. Sure. Um, and on, honestly, it's strange to me. I think because I was so caught up in the story and the action. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the first time through, mm -hmm. I didn't really catch the baptism scene. Um, I didn't notice it until time, you said it. Yeah. Well, and it's the second time I noticed his head literally, it's almost like someone dunked him and his head comes up like mm. that. Mm. Um, and that's when I went, Oh, wait a minute. That, of course, he just, he, yeah. he just learned that he's not supposed to be vengeance. And then he goes under the water and comes back up a new man, of course. And then it wasn't until later we're reflecting, I realized it's actually a baptism of the city, too. Hmm. like of a, a renewal time where we're we're going to see what it has to become after yeah. it falls apart yeah um and and so for me that was pretty powerful yeah and man doesn't gotham city need a transformation it's like that that quote from one of the early animators that says that you know uh metropolis is like new york city during the day and uh gotham city is like new york city uh, below what is it below 20th street or something on the coldest yeah, darkest like night of the year <laughs> gotham <laughs> city is like the worst city imaginable and another way that we see that gotham city is terrible is in the way that they have uh used the renewal fund in the movie and so thomas yeah. wayne is running for mayor and he says that he's going to set aside this money to help to transform the city for social programs. However, yep. he dies. He's probably, well, he's murdered. And uh, perhaps in this version, we find well, out by... Murdered, Falcone. but by who? Yeah, we don't know. Falcone? Maybe by, maybe by Falcone. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe Falcone was telling the truth. And it, uh, uh, maybe it was Maroney. really leaving the mystery. Yeah, we don't know. Maybe it was just some random thug. We don't know. But he was he I think was it has to be. I mean, you can't you change think? that. If you change that in Batman, he's he doesn't have a reason to be Batman. Yeah. It's that pent up unknowing. And like yeah. I think every time that he goes after a petty criminal, yeah, he's going after the people who killed his parents. And you make like, it you make it Falcone 
it changes things. I don't it, know. I it's don't just know. like in the Tim Burton version where they make it the Joker. Uh, that's a, right. that's a huge mistake, right? <laughs> but right. Uh, yeah, so whoever it is, uh, Thomas Wayne is killed. Uh, is killed, and what we find out is that both criminals and elected officials uh, take this renewal fund that the Waynes have created to try and help the city, and they they just yeah. go after it. Right, they use it to launder money. They use it for bribes, uh, and this is another way that this movie is so real. As we see money yeah. that is meant for people who are in need being pilfered by those who already have more than enough. Uh, Mark, can right. you think of uh, examples in our society where we've seen? Uh, Money that should go to other people, uh, going to those who already have plenty of money and well, already I think have we, plenty we, of power. I'll, I'll give you one that's real personal to me that makes me mad every time I see it, and I have to see it every day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in North in North Carolina, mm -hmm. uh, they brought in the lottery, mm -hmm. uh, which we all know really is 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 taking advantage of those who can least afford to be taken advantage of gives them a sense of hope and maybe something great's going to happen to me but they called it the education lottery because all this money we make off of it is going to be great we're going to give it all to the schools and educate our kids and it's going to be fantastic and yeah. that was the pitch to get uh folks who were kind of against gambling in north carolina and there and it was a balance like it was not sure it was going to pass until they mm -hmm. came up with that idea and it passed on that and you know what's really interesting? And how in the world did this happen? From that point on, we started seeing funding for education drop out of everything else. And so people were just pilfering money from there. Uh -huh. And, and we've, not, we've not seen any real major impact in the schools, but plenty of people have benefited financially because they were able to, to siphon it off because the lottery now is keeping it, you know, kind of like it was. The, uh, and and money this, for example, Money for education is so crazy uh, throughout mm. the states because it's hard to think of something that's more important than educating the next generation. And yet right. every state seems to have uh, trouble prioritizing education. And something that's personal to me is uh, the first things that are always cut are are the arts in, in right. public schools, right? Whenever we yeah. start to, to get concerned about whether or not we're going to be able to fund education is, uh, well, you know what, we're gonna, we're gonna cut the arts. And uh, so California is currently uh, making a move to try to, to legislate uh, that money be allocated specifically for arts funding. And uh, mm -hmm. how important is that? Because uh, it, it's so sad uh, every time I see uh, arts money cut. Uh, and I 100% I, I agree with, uh, you know, with uh, ensuring that we're, we're valuing uh, science and that we're valuing math. But you know what? The humanities are important as well. And oh, one yeah. of the things that's important about arts and humanities is that they help us to develop as full people, as well-rounded people. And uh, they help us to appreciate one another. And uh, I think we need both. And it's it's just devastating whenever we see uh, all that money, uh, all that money pulled. 
So, yeah, (laughs) and uh, this is another way that this film really hits home is uh, seeing people just pilfer the money for themselves. Oh, yeah. I mean, it pulls back the veil. And and for folks Mm -hmm. who don't, I mean, it's easy once when when they start talking about it, it's easy to see that that's what's going on in our world. And sometimes it's nice to have it removed into a fictional space so that you can uh, it doesn't feel so personal. And so I feel like, you know, there, there's the, the chance that some folks are going to see that here and become more aware or at least pay more attention to how that really happens in the world that we live in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I, uh, I also think that it's interesting that we, we see uh, kind of the father-son dynamic explored quite a bit between alfred and bruce in this film and uh it's really heartbreaking <laughs> it's it's he's it's a, a terrible dynamic bruce, bruce and is a jerk. he is terrible like, and i don't like, think i've I, ever heard anyone like vocally not root for the hero of the movie so much <laughs> as whenever alfred is in the hospital that's he, what i was going through <laughs> yeah and bruce is there and he oh wakes God. up after literally taking a bomb blast for Bruce. And then he right? smile. He starts to smile he at Bruce, to, right? Yeah, he sees he's in there like, oh, he's in the hospital waiting for me. And Bruce is like, you liar. You lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, what a jerk. You could hear it. That's one of the things jerk. I love about watching things in the theater you know, with strangers, it's a <laughs> communal activity. And oh, I yeah. thought, ah, oh, this gives me some hope for humanity. Everyone rec- recognizes <laughs> that Bruce Wayne Absolutely. is being a total jerk here. Here's the dude who raised him, who taught him everything he knows. And he can't even, he can't even say, Alfred, I'm so glad you woke up. You lied to me. My dad was in cahoots with Cal, with, uh, with uh, Falcone. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting to see that dynamic play out they agreed yeah um did you see anything interesting between those characters oh i i just uh, for me it just underscored how bad the 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 concept of of uh the, the way that bruce wayne played out uh yeah he, he was nothing but mean to alfred the whole time i mean that yeah. was the, the the climax of him being mean but over yeah. and over again he was just like uh what are you doing with my cypher oh what are you doing i mean it was just he was always just ugly to him it's like this guy raised you he probably changed your diapers man he's up yeah know? so uh, i and again mark i think that pat that that uh kind of you know drives it home the the point that yeah. uh we we see batman to the detriment of bruce wayne that that we see uh this movie being so hyper realistic that uh even though i appreciate that and i appreciate that being the first batman movie in about a decade solo batman movie in about a decade that yeah it kind of problematizes the character so you all may have thoughts about um about the batman and we would love to see those thoughts in the comment section and would love to see some questions if you have any questions why don't you go ahead and type those in there we're going to probably top off our drinks and we'll see you back after the drop welcome 
Welcome back to the Moonshine Jesus Show. So, Caleb, I, I, I have a mm -hmm. question. Uh, it's a question that the movie itself basically asks. Yeah. Um, did the Riddler know that Batman was Bruce Wayne? Okay, so there's that scene. And, and, and yeah, if so, okay. does, what does it change? And, and if so, what does it change? Okay, so there's that scene where... Where Batman thinks that his identity is blown, and he's in the the Riddler's lair, the apartment across the street from uh, the Iceberg Lounge, I guess. Um, and uh, he he sees, you know, who is Batman, and he sees Bruce Wayne, and the Riddler right. has gone after Bruce Wayne, and then Batman goes to Arkham. And there's this long monologue from the Riddler. And oh, I mean, this is uh, just a suspenseful scene, right? Where, right. where you're like, oh, he's blown. Is his, is his life ever going to uh, be back together? And it seems that, uh, that the Riddler indicates that he doesn't know. I, I don't think he figured it out. I don't think he knows Batman's identity. What do you think? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I think there's yeah. a few little hints there. Um, yeah. <clears throat> the fact that uh, he wrapped when he sent the bomb to Bruce Wayne, mm -hmm. he put the note to the Batman in a fireproof wrapping. Uh, I don't think you do that if you think you're about to kill the Batman. You don't then also send him a note that you're trying to protect. Um, and and then I th I think <clears throat> he knew he was going to be going to jail. He knew that the Batman yeah. was going to be the one that uh -huh. leads to that. Which, by the way, we haven't brought up. Uh, yeah. the, the scene where, uh, they start figuring out where he is and he's in that diner on the corner, which is like almost a, a perfect painting of a uh, night Falcon, the, the very, uh, famous, uh, lonely man at the countertop. Uh -huh. yeah. And I love, I mean, it's beautiful it, yeah. that they did that and you've got night yeah. Falcon and it's, I mean, it's just beautiful the way that they did that. There was it a is. lot of thought yeah. that mm -hmm. went into the filming yeah. and the writing of this, but, um, he knew that he was going to be sent in by the Batman. He knew that the Batman was going to start wondering about this tool and what it was mm -hmm. and, and where did it come from? And he knew that he wouldn't, it would take him a while because he knew that, that, that there was something about Batman that was a little elitist, like mm -hmm. just, he, and so I feel like he, 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 yeah, he didn't know that he, it was Bruce Wayne or he, he wouldn't have done what he did. He wouldn't have set everything yeah. up the way he set it up to, to pull back everything at the end and, and discover what's going on. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I just don't think so. And he saw, so. he saw Batman as a partner and I think he saw Bruce Wayne as an enemy. And so oh, he that, definitely did. Yeah. that was one of the interesting things in that reveal when uh, the Riddler is in Arkham is that he sees Batman as a partner. He said, look at what we've done. And you know, Batman's yes. taken aback. Like, uh, I'm not. I didn't do anything. Didn't. I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't a part of yeah. this. Uh, and you know, the the part of the reveal is uh, we got them all except Bruce Wayne, didn't we? If we could have only gotten right. Bruce Wayne, uh, and we find out that the Riddler is an orphan, and uh, that he stood to benefit from Thomas Wayne's money, and. Uh, and he ends up not and uh, being angry at Bruce Wayne because oh, yeah. uh, he was a billionaire who was an orphan. So uh, right. one of the comments I see here is uh, that vengeance is a key theme of the 
uh, of the movie. And uh, as we talked about earlier, Batman refers to himself as vengeance. I am vengeance. I am denied. I am Batman. (laughs) It doesn't say it exactly like that, but he says, I am vengeance. And uh, uh, Ellen Green asks, if there are ways that we see uh, vengeance uh, continuing to manifest in our society, especially our prison system. Uh, what do you think about oh, that? No, you, you. Well, definitely. I mean, our, mm-hmm. unfortunately, our prison system, uh, partly because it's so much of it's been um, turned into a money-making system. Absolutely. It's definitely about, yeah. about vengeance and punishment uh-huh. and, and not uh, uh, about trying to uh, help people be reintroduced into society in a healthy way uh, and in ways that they don't feel like they have to do, uh, you know, so a lot of the crimes that are, that folks are in there for are crimes of, of poverty really. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't do yeah. anything to try to fix any of that. It's one of the things that I, I, I do like about the movie is that this is a movie. Like even if we look at uh, uh, our prison system as a system of vengeance, this movie moves from punishment vengeance batman to a batman that's more about saving and giving hope Hmm. and and i think that's a great lesson that should be learned by a lot of our systems and i think the 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 prison system is clearly one of those uh that we need to reform our prison system so that it is much more about helping folks uh redeeming folks uh, uh helping helping them move into a better life rather than punishing them for mistakes that were made that society and a lot of times kind of forced upon them. Yeah. And then just pushing them back with, with, with no new skills, no, no uh, help or very little help, particularly from the system itself. There are folks out there trying to, uh, um, to, to be reintroduced to society in, in a way that they can prevent themselves from needing to do the things that's going to put them back into the system. Yeah, and in church we call this uh, the difference between retributive justice and restorative yep. justice, right? Uh, right. Retribution, uh, making people pay for what they've done, and trying to right. restore people uh, out to the out into the world. And of course, you know, theologically, our hope is always to restore people into right relationship uh, with uh, with. Uh, other folks. And so I think anything right. that we can do to help people live life and live it abundantly is um, incredibly powerful. And so, yeah, vengeance, not a great, not a great quality. And so even though Batman's like my favorite superhero, I, I think yeah. I like him because, you know, he proves that just a regular guy, as long as you have a billion dollars, can go out and fight crime. Um, right. I, I, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know why. I've always loved Batman. I think it's because of when I came of age, Mark. Uh, 1989, yeah. Batman came out when I was four. I just love Batman. Right. But sure. is but vengeance is theologically problematic. That uh, absolutely. What actually, what we're trying to do as uh, people in the world is to uh, not avenge but to forgive and to um restore and so absolutely maybe that's a great place to to end on mark where are we gonna uh where are we gonna look at next week do you have a thought next week yeah next week let's take a look at a new series uh i I don't think there's maybe five to eight episodes i don't remember Mm -hmm. exactly what 
on Apple TV Plus. It's called Roar, and I'm going to read you their description. I think it'll be enough to intrigue you and make you want to uh, join in on this. I hope that our listeners will do the same and then come back to the live uh, broadcast next week and ask some yeah. questions they bring up for you. But this is how it's described. It's uh, featuring an all-star cast. Uh, this genre-bending anthology series weaves together eight darkly comedic feminist fables that take unexpected approaches to subjects like gender roles, autonomy, and identity. I think that Ooh, sounds fascinating. Yeah, that sounds really good. I think there's a lot of meat there. And Mark, uh, maybe in a couple of weeks, you know, I've been looking at the calendar and I think yeah. Doctor Strange comes out pretty oh. soon. What do you think? Should yeah. we look at that in a couple of weeks? I think the Monday after the release, we should do that for sure, man. Okay, because I know we're pretty, both going to be at the premieres. Right. We're going to be there. Right. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. Well, okay. We really appreciate all of you tuning Absolutely. in. Please uh, try to take the time to watch these shows roar this week, uh, Doctor Strange next week, mm -hmm. and then tune in, as always, on Fridays, 4.30 Eastern time to join us for our live recordings. Mondays. We're always... Monday. Mondays, I mean, yes. I'm thinking of the movie, uh, Mondays, and uh, we are always appreciative of you tuning in, of you watching live, listening on the podcast. We, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you. Thanks for being here, and come back next time on The, the Moonshine Jesus Show. <laughs> Moonshine Jesus.